evening, everyone. Madhavan ki jai, Daji Gopal ki jai. Welcome. How are you having a nice visit? First time here? Mm-hmm. That's a nice, nice place. So, many questions tonight. Yes. I think that they say that they would like to believe in God because it sounded like a good idea and all, but it, 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 uh, they seem to be affected by the uh, um, propaganda that it's, it's, not, it's not reasonable or it hasn't, hasn't uh, um, they don't have any reason to believe in God. He didn't show himself to them, I think that's kind of how they how they think. It's it's a nice idea, but but there's um, no support for it, or something like that, or it, it doesn't uh, it didn't um, play out the theory in such such that um, I got the uh, experience. I think that's usually the thinking that lies behind those types of statements and I think in one sense they arise out of a rather incomplete story that they would like to believe in that uh, perhaps hasn't been underpinned sufficiently by reason theology and uh, and that also in contrast to the, uh, the the converse of that that there is uh, there's 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 no there's no God um, and uh, I, I think initially at least what you would if you wanted to respond to that you would have to try to examine and see to what extent they've really um, thought it out and weighed the arguments, if you will, for and against the existence of God and what the implications of them are, which we often play out in our discussions and so forth, which serve to hopefully ground us into a life of spiritual practice that is nice in and of itself and that uh, and um, has the uh, potential to afford uh, direct uh, experience of what is being uh, spoken of so um, you know you might answer them with a question you know why, why not and You'd like to, but why don't you? Well, what are the reasons that you don't? And then uh, respond thoughtfully uh, to them. 
and I and I think that the the the, the case for there not being a God is rather uh, weak, and if not rather bleak. Um, in uh, in comparison, and um, it. Really takes. Uh, and I say, bleak, stark, and bleak, and and um, of course, you know, I, I, the way my mind works, then you know, uh, it, it comes to the the uh, it's reduced. Then I don't believe in God. To they are just physical causes out there and so forth and that's very very bleak and very uh, a life or a theory uh, about life a story about life that no one can really a talk that no one can really walk hmm. whereas um, and, 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 and within it also the atheistic perspective um, in as much as there's thought to be room for making up meaning and purpose as you like, then there's there's there you might as well make up God and <laughs> and, uh, and have that story because uh, he liked it <laughs> to begin with, um, uh, and of course, and then you know there's reasoning to support as well. I look at the great saintly people that have populated the earth, few perhaps and far between, but they don't have to be many. Um, Needs only to be only one, and um, there are more than one. Obviously, over the centuries, great persons who have um, um, set an example uh, to support the idea that uh, life is uh, has inherent purpose, meaning, and um, that. It is layered and multi-dimensional, rather than rather than flat, and uh, and uh, meaningless. So you make you know it depends who you're talking to and how philosophical um, they they are. But uh, I would kind of respond along. Along those lines, with you know, if you may ask why, why you'd like to, but you don't. But why don't? You know, then they, they, then they start to give the reasons. And um, my experience, even even the best of them are 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 hardly uh, conclusive, definitive, uh, you know, proven, and so forth. And the best you could come to would be. From a reason point of view, some type of agnostic perspective, hmm? which within theism, it's, it's acknowledged that that uh, that um, that the knowing, if you will, the conclusive knowing that there is God, will not be arrived at by reason. It's it's, it's a foregone conclusion. It's it's part of the. It's it's built into the. The very beginning of it, that, that by reason you will not be able to have alo- alone um, a uh, 
conclusive evidence, if you will, as to the existence of of God. And on the other hand, it seems that the atheist perspective puts a lot of stock in reason. Hmm? Um, almost looking at faith as, as if it's a, a deviation from reason or a departure from from, from reason. Um, even while within that like naturalist or physicalist perspective, reason has no power inherently within that worldview to have any bearing on on what's true. Question belief that there can even be reasoning in a physicalist worldview because it requires, as we know, more than just physical causes and, um, what do you say, cause and effect, cause and effect. Hmm. I wrote some articles about about that. I gave you a book that had made a nice argument about it. Maybe you remember. Um, so, really, really speaking, I guess in summary, on that point, what I'm saying is that if uh, we believe there are only physical causes and effects that are that con- that the world consists of, and no power uh, beyond that, then there is no uh, no ontologically grounded right or wrong act. You follow me? There may be a human construct of what you think is right or what you think is wrong. And similarly, there's no right and wrong thought. So, the very reasoning by which you arrive at an, an atheistic conclusion, which is not conclusive reasoning... <laughs> but the very reasoning itself is dis- is dismissed within physicalism or naturalism as a, a, a instrument or vehicle, a tool for arriving at uh, conclusive uh, knowing. And we admit that, which is to say that there's something beyond beyond reason. We say there's nothing more than the physical, and then the reason is is, is not more. Either so. Anyway, like I say, it's a very uh, flat and uh, unlayered, linear uh, idea that that uh, a talk that that no one can walk, no one can act as function in the world as if there's there's no there's no right or wrong, uh, and be a meaningful p- participant in uh, civilized society and if we conclude that right and wrong are are the majority consensus I mean that's been overturned time and time again hmm. so it was just to make it up as you as you, as you go along um, then you might as well believe in God because you like that idea to start with even that, that could be a made up one but the atheistic is, idea is a made up one also I mean, atheism is just is just as made up as God is made up. I mean, you can I guess you could say, well, there, there actually there actually is no God, so we're not making up the fact that there's, but you're making up that uh, kind of a no meaning meaning at the same time, meaningless meaning. Anyway, uh, the 
you know, people like to say there's there's no God or they lose belief in God because there's so much suffering in the world. But not believing in God doesn't end the suffering in the world. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't do anything for it. Um, and people who believe in God are uh, properly, at, le- at least in terms of what the sacred texts and saints say, they they uh, gravitate towards a compassionate perspective in life more naturally anyways there's a lot of arguments depends what a person's uh, disbelief is um, arising out of and usually out of uh, probably not thinking about it too deeply or kind of going with the uh, uh, the thinking of the times so to speak, which seems, you know, most people are uh, followers. They need a herd bull, so if someone speaks loudly enough, bellows loudly enough that there's no God and in a way that's intimidating, and then they may line up behind him. That sounds rather crude, and, and all. They obviously they give some arguments, but, but at least in recent times, the arguments that. It, of recent arguments for atheism within the last decade or so are there's not a new argument in there. There's not a single new argument that wasn't given by Bertrand Russell or, you know, famous uh, atheists of generations past. It's newly packaged and so forth. Hmm. Um, so I think it's a, it's a, from a reason perspective and reason based on also reason based on um, observation it's uh, at best a, a stalemate so you might as well if you like to believe in God you might as well do that it's, it's reasonable if because you thought thought it thought it was unreasonable then you have to think again and it's such a big subject that's very often very superficially uh, dealt with the new Atheism of of our time, in, in recent times, in the last twenty years or so, um, has uh, nowadays become somewhat uh, unpopular, and and is thought by the atheistic skeptic, if you if you like, uh, community, to uh, you know the, the Christopher Hitchens, the Richard Dawkins. Uh, uh, what's the other younger guy's name? Sam Harris uh, group of recent wave of atheism. Nowadays, that's thought by atheists and skeptics their perspective to be very um, impoverished hmm? and and very in, in, in rooted in uh, the kind of. Uh, fundamentalism and um, and um, even uh, uh, violence, if you will, that it um, rails uh, against. It rose uh, largely out of a res- as a response to Islamic fundamentalism and the. Uh, potential for violence in the world that it uh, gave gave rise to, and what we now call uh, terrorism, hmm? and um, 
as as a response to it, it, it contains many of the elements that it um, uh, opposes. Um, and so, nowadays, those views amongst atheists are thought to be very impoverished and they're unpopular and uh, in their simplistic kind of reasoning that, that the solution to the problems of the world largely lie in doing away with religion. This is the, this is the you know, it's a new version of, of, of religion as the opiate of the masses. How did that work out? That was, I think, was it Marx or Lenin? Um, it didn't work out that well. <laughs> he didn't know. It didn't work out that well in terms of bringing in the new world order where everyone would be fairly treated and, uh, uh, and, uh, and so forth. Um, so... Uh, that was already tried, and they're, they're trying it again. And they started to put, they started to pay for advertisements in, in London on buses. You know, you don't have to believe in God; it's okay. You know, things like that. And, uh, and they're, uh, they're, of course, their arguments being largely against fundamentalist religion were very un- lacking in, in nuance with regard to the theological um, edifice. So that's. Uh, been around for decades, and even in the, in, well, I shouldn't say even in the West, but in the West, um, and largely ignored the East altogether. Hmm? Eastern um, revelation, 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 mysticism, uh, transcendentalist perspective. Um, and so, which I wouldn't say is different than the Christian perspective, but the Christian perspective is is at the same time uh, um, at the same time different, in the, often in the way that it's uh, presented. Um, to the masses and understood, um, I, th- I think it's rooted in it. In, in the transcendental uh, perspective, um, but uh, so uh, people uh, tend to get on the bandwagon of, of uh, what's popular at the, at the time, often without uh, without thinking it out, and I, and I think that, that personally, I think that's why. A number of people are atheistic, and also also because of their exposure to religion. And it, not only did it not do for them what they thought it would, but it did weird things to them. Perhaps um, they got psychologically affected in a negative way by uh, some nun slapping them with a ruler or some priest doing something unmentionable uh, in school or something like that or perhaps the way they were they learned about it and, and uh, so they're psychologically 
damaged from it, and they know it, and so they have rejected it. So there's all kinds of reasons why people would would, would come to that conclusion. But it, but again, it's it's not a reason. It's not a reasonable. It's not an unreasonable conclusion. But it's 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 not the reasonable conclusion that makes a theistic perspective um, unreasonable and it's not it's not liv- livable you can't um, you can't walk the really the, the talk of a physicalist or naturalist uh, perspective so there's some some thoughts what else? Anything else along those lines? Or other topics? Yes. Right. Well, the the. Uh, Archa uh, Vigraha Seva, Archa Avatar. Uh, the this is a particular type of manifestation of divinity according to the sacred Hindu texts, and if approached in the in the uh, according to the texts and so forth, one enters the realm of ritual and has a rich and rewarding experience of um, a um, world beyond the mind and senses and um, just just a little further along the lines of what we were talking about probably put it kind of simply do you think that after reading 60 books we're just going to worship a stone Maybe there's more to it than than what uh, what meets the uh, the naked naked eye. Indeed, there is, and it needs to be seen through and approached through a philosophical eye to be uh, understood and experienced. And um, there are many um, testimonies from the devotees as to their. Um, Experiences in the realm of ritual. So, um, in all of our ashrams, we have uh, uh, such uh, worship, and it's very powerful. Um, also, to participate in it. it's very, very. Uh, it engages the senses readily. Uh, you have to cook. You have to taste. You have to smell, hear, touch, and and so on and so forth all in the service of the deity. So it's very powerful in terms of consuming our, our our senses, which are prone to context sense objects based on our sense of identity, material sense of identity. So it's very powerful. Um, and um, um, has a great uh, potential to afford uh, experience. So in all of our ashrams, this is the center, and here, uh, I guess your question is more uh, specific. 
uh, as you're one of the founding members here uh, of, uh, of Madhavan. And um, so I guess you're asking about how it's developed in a certain way, and so why has it developed uh, with regard to Daujigo Paul being the presiding deity, right? Something like that. But it seems to me that um, that uh, Madhavan's been waiting, you know, uh, for their appearance here for a long, long time. Um, and um, I don't uh, really look at it as, as much as, as, as an, an idea of, of my own as I look at it as... as um, the, the way in which the whole project came about was rather magical, as as you know, and unexpected, and um, and had a life, if you will, of its of its own, that um, spoke to us, and we responded to it, and um, and so it, it happened, and. Um, I don't uh, even remember thinking about which deity to put here. I, I, I do think at one point we did... I think we... Well, I, I should say that um, there's, there's a little more to the story. Um, that prior to acquiring Madhavan... Um, we, some residents of Odaria and some members of the Sangha, paid a visit to India, made a pilgrimage to India. We stayed at Brindakunja, the ashram of Parmadwiti Marsh, and um, spent a few weeks there. And while we were uh, there, in the market place, there was a deity of Krishna and Balaram, and Brindaranya came across those deities, and Balaram really spoke to her in a very powerful way. That she came back and said, "Groomers, we got to get these these deities," and um, she said, "You got to see them," and. This was just at a time where we had um, visited Nityanandabhat, which is the place where Nityananda Prabhu uh, stayed when he was in Vrindavan. And also, there was a piece of land at the Radha Damanar temple near it, or connected with it, that was available and so there were these thoughts of impressions coming maybe we should do something in Vrindavan have a place here uh, and so forth and some other sadhus were encouraging me also along those lines this was was in play um, and and then the Vrindavan saw those deities and so uh, she dragged me over there to see them and they were quite uh, charming and Balram in particular uh, was was uh, 
quite uh, um, seem to be quite present there for us. And so, with that, we the pilgrimage ended, and shortly thereafter, as you know, Bryn uh, Rani came up with the idea of having a I should have a place to write in in uh, in um, in the winter, where the elements and the weather was not as harsh as Northern California. And she was thinking of South America. You were there at Odari at the time. And so she started bringing me things on the Internet and whatnot to look at. And, um, and then she showed me something from Costa Rica. And I said, oh, Costa Rica, that seems to have a... I seem to have some something some impression from Costa Rica from the past hmm, that that came up just with the name of Costa Rica and it just perked my my interest amongst you know many countries in Central and South America and so um, at that point I started to take no takes I wasn't taking her seriously prior to that and then um, I found this property online and I said look at this it's a whole mountain you know side in a jungle for for sale, that'd be that'd be great to have something like that. And then you said, "Well, why don't we go down there and check it out?" I think it was you. I said, "Well, okay." So the three of us went. And um, so when we uh, got the the land and all the intrigue that was involved in that and so forth. Um, and we and we returned. I think a month later, myself, Rinderund and Gurnishta, you were back in Holland, back in the Netherlands. Somehow we had uh, raised the money, and uh, the deal was made, and, and so forth. And we were so overtaken by the property that, um, and both Rinderund and I looked at one of the city, and they're like. Forget about India. This is <laughs> we should we should do something. This is where we should you know try to develop this. And we you know both had the same same thought, but the thought about the Krishna and Balaram deity that we had seen had disappeared, hmm. um, either, and was haunting us. Hmm. And so um, now I'm remembering that we. Um, started to tell the devotees about the project and initially we were thinking Audaria is small and it doesn't lend itself to having a community around it uh, there are not many work opportunities and so forth but this is big and it's much less expensive comparatively than Northern California so we thought we could maybe market lots and devotees could have them and, uh, and we started to make such suggestions quickly. Of course, we realized there are visa implications, and of course, it's difficult to get work here as well if you're not from Costa Rica, and so on. So eventually, our thinking about it shifted. But at the time, the deity that had stood out to us, to me, um, was the Christian Balaram deity. Um, in Vrindavan and so amongst other things we uh, raised some money to purchase that deity 
on online on the Tatva Vivek. We had the Tatva Vivek at that time. Was there was no Facebook at that time, so we had a Tatva Vivek forum, and it's still there. A lot of nice uh, discussions on there. You can go back at any time. Anyone who's listening to this talk and and uh, find many interesting uh, discussions. But um, we did some fundraising for that deity. And we got enough funds and we ordered the deity from the shop in Vrindavan. And he sent us a picture of a different set of deities. We, and the ballroom was different. It was very obvious. We said, no, no, no. And so finally he sent us the right one. Um, remember there was some, some, some problem with that. But at any rate, the, the right deity came. And so that's how we uh, ended up uh, with uh, the idea of putting Krishna Balaram here. Here, however, I was here when the deity arrived in California, and Balaram's arm was broken from the from the from the travels. And so we wrote to the merchant, and he said, "I'll send you another Balaram." But that was not an option for us. Because the Balaram deity was very special, his face was very, very special. So um, I looked into repairing the arm, and I found a Italian um, artisan in San Francisco who was very, very famous, and um, and he looked at the work. And he recommended me to a Mexican uh, artisan who was even more famous, who was nearby, to do exactly what we wanted to do. So he repaired the arm of Balaram. But, technically speaking, it's said that you're not supposed to install the deities that have been broken. So I've heard. Hmm. Um so there was a dilemma that was part of it there's another part of it which is that um, Vrindaranya was very attached to the deities <laughs> and uh, she said well now they're broken so you should get another set for for Madhavan and I'll keep keep these here <laughs> I said you know you can't keep these deities they're big deities and so forth, but they were broken, and and uh, so on. So, so I thought, all right, I will get a small set of deities. Mm. We were a small group here, so I got a small set of Krishna and Balaram deities, and um, install them, and eventually we'll put the big deities here as well. Have a small set and a big set, something like that. And so, small set of Daoji Gopal was ordered. It was very problematic to get get them. And um, there was a couple of um, uh, generations of that also. But uh, that's how Daoji Gopal uh, came here. And um, so, we are worshipping them today. And of course... Krishna and Balaram are the Ishtadevata of, of, of Prabhupada and, uh, and uh, following in his uh, ideal 
and pursuit, uh, I did think it would be nice to have a place to have uh, worship of exclusive worship of Krishna and Balaram. But again, as I began, it seemed to me that uh, Madhavan had been waiting for them to come here for, for quite some time. So those, those original deities, the original Ram called Chalchikan, or their names, are are with uh, Brindaranya and Gurnishta right now. Um, so we'll see what happens with, with them in due, co- in due course. Uh, they've been in a transient kind of moving uh, not yet uh, finished uh, or not yet arrived uh, living situation and I think they've, they've got one with Audaria south we're really relocating Audaria um, so we'll have to see what happens but that's a little bit of the story hmm? but anyway, at any rate they've come here and of course the whole liturgy has evolved around them songs um, um, that pertain to um, their leelas and, uh, and and so forth, different times of the day, and um, and it's an obvious uh, uh, fit, and it, it's 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 kind of our Brindavan and pel- place of pilgrimage within our sangha. Hmm? Brindavan is of course always always there, but um, it's um, it's changed a lot over the years. When I first went to Brindavan, it was very very um, rural. Hmm? And you'd never see a car there except the car that Prabhupada arrived in, and then it would be parked um, practically. Now there are traffic jams there, I've heard, and so on. So even the last time I did go, which was the time I mentioned in this dis- discussion, it was quite uh, busy in comparison. But it is still what it is. It's a very special special place, but there's something to be said for having a, a place of pilgrimage that is... Uh, Vrindavan in the mind, which Jiva Goswami mentions, if you can't live there, live there in the mind. And the extension of that would be to manifest it externally as far as possible. And um, I think that uh, Madhavan is, is, is similar in many ways to the Vrindavan that the Goswamis were, were living in at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you go and see there, it's not the Goswami's temple. And think what it was like 500 years ago. You can see that he picked a very ideal uh, place for his uh, bhajan. This is a very ideal place, very conducive. It's um, it's full of fruits and flowers and uh, kind of therapeutic uh, environment to, uh, to to live in, really. <clears throat> so then at Sargrahi, of course, then we put well. We, didn't, we inherited the Radhamadava also. Part of the deal, they were somebody's, they were Bhakti Rasa's, Rasa's deities, and we got Bhakti Rasa, and so we got Radhamadava, and I brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. And we have Gornatai, so we have the three. It's the whole, the whole spread, if you will, Gornatai there, of course, the way to Vrindavan, and uh, there are two sides to it. Perspectives from the Sakiras perspective and the Madhuriras perspective, and they overlap. Hmm? There's some overlapping. So these are the three sets of deities that we have at our three ashrams. Does that help? That's kind of the story. 
it's interesting to tell and, re- and recall and some of the details. So to get to the uh, what you were asking about, or oh, well, um, Dauji is is not really a Sanskrit name, but it's a is it means a elder brother hmm, of um, in this case of, of Krishna. So it's a, it's it's a name for for Balaram. Um, and um, it, um, I think it, uh, it it puts some emphasis on 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 Baladev, even though in one sense our main focus is Krishna uh, or Gopal, um, because why? Because that is the main focus of Dauji. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so the, the name Daoji, meaning elder brother, it speaks about his uh, focus on Krishna, looking out for him, um, and so forth. And uh, and um, to some extent, the uh, his very nature. He's the only uh, expansion of Krishna that. Um, Follows him everywhere, and with, in relation to whom three, the adage English adage three is a crowd does not apply. Hmm? So wherever Krishna manifests, other than in the Himalayas, Narayan Rishi, he has a Lakshmi. Hmm? Um, and. So you have Lakshmi Nishringa and uh, whomever, uh, but uh, Balaram is also there as his expansion, as not to say sh- supporting and so forth. So he and he has um, his relationship with Krishna is, is more really a prominent focus than is his relationship with any consort, which he has in a couple of instances, as Revati, for example, in Dwarka. Hmm. Um, who's the wife of Lakshman see you don't know uh, her name is um, her name is um, starts with a U I think what's that god sister of mine who's well known as a teacher Urmila that's the name, but the point is, it's not, uh, uh, you know, Balaram or Lakshman in this case, and Ramlila is like the the brother and best friend of the hero, who's also married, but but his wife has a minor role, if 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 anything, at all. Um, he goes to the forest, which is the main main Leela, right in Ram. Uh, in Ram Avatar, and of course, Urmila doesn't go 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 with him. Um, so uh, his focus is entirely on Krishna. So that, that I look at the Daoji name in that way, that it emphasizes this point. Our focus is on Gopal, following the lead of Balaram, who who is a deity, but is also ideal of devotion in many respects, 
in, uh, in, in, in Sakurasa. Some thoughts. What else? I learned just yesterday that you said the name Madhava can refer to Maharaj when you gave it to Madhava Maharaj. Madhava Maharaj? I don't remember telling him that. Who told you that? I don't remember that. I don't know where he got that idea. I would have never thought of that. I gave him the name as he asked for a sannyas name. He had another sannyas guru, but he asked that I would give the name, and his guru agreed. Bhakti Vishwamba Madhava Madhava Maharaj is Madhava is one of the 108 names that Bhakti Sanat Sarsati Thakur drew from to uh, when he gave sannyas and he would give uh, each name each devotee each sannyasi bhakti and then a two or three letter two or three syllable name and one of the sannyas names so Bhakti Raksha Sridhar Maharaj Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj um Bhakti, in this case, Vishramba, Madhav Maharaj. So I, when I gave it, the, the main emphasis was not the sannyas name, but the two or three syllable name that preceded it, which identified him in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, to some extent, which was the idea of Bhakti Siddhanta, because there could be this Madhav Maharaj, that Madhav Maharaj, another Madhav Maharaj, this Puri Maharaj, that Puri Maharaj. Um, so Vishramba Madhava. Hmm. And the emphasis was on Vishramba, and I chose Madhava because of its of, and phonetically. It worked very. It was very. Sounded very nice. But the Vishramba Madhava, and Vishramba is the Pradhan, or, uh, or is 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 kind of the. Not the yeah, it's kind of the basis of Sakurasa, which is his preoccupation. Well, I named him accordingly. Vishramba Madhava. That Madhava. What else? Are you comfortable? Warm here? It's been cold, huh? <laughs> it's been cold for Madhavan. How long have you been here, Braj? Month? No? You've been back? Yeah. Your health is good? Good. Okay, we'll stop there. Shishidaji Gopal Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Pramanandi.